Welcome to a Life of Choice podcast, the podcast that helps you shift and broaden your perspective to get more out of life. I'm your host, Robin McCaig, so let's get started. Welcome back to myself as well. I've been away at my conference for my Training and Power community, and it was wonderful, though full days and evenings and lots of great connections and work on myself, healing work, and to support others. And it was just a beautiful time. And first time we've done it online, as many of the world has had to adapt, and it was good. We, we were able to connect in a lot of different ways, and it was just really wonderful. So I hope that you're starting to enjoy kind of easing into the year, Things are feeling more spring-like where I am, and that feeling of spring renewal is kind of in the air. So one of the things that recently came to mind was about jealousy, and I've used this as, as an example in the shadow work, and I wanted to bring it in a little bit more into how it might come up in your family and how that might be expressed in different ways. And one of the examples I was thinking about is when someone in the family dies, especially a parent, and there's expectations from the kids and how there might be someone expecting certain things, a piece of jewelry, a piece of furniture, and often it's about the memory or that connection to the person, not necessarily about that actual thing. And who knows what that parent said to the different people in the family, to the different siblings. Maybe the parent wanted to keep the peace in the family and maybe promised it to more than one person. We don't know until we have that actual dialogue, but there's so many stories about people not speaking with their families when they go through these scenarios with, with the parent dying and these hurts or perceived hurts can last lifetimes. And if they'd only had a conversation, how whatever that mystery or that jealousy, whatever it is that came up, could actually have been cleared up by just having a conversation. And when we're in grief, we have less capacity for patience, for kindness for ourselves and others. We can feel volatile, angry, cheated, sad. There's all these different things going on at the same time. And having to deal with some of these more thinking kind of things is not so easy. And it's just like I've talked about with COVID where our brain gets hijacked, that frontal thinking kind of brain and that more reptilian survival brain kicks in. And I know dealing with my mom's estate when I had to do that, I guess it's six years ago this January. And even though there wasn't really much of an estate it was still a lot of work. And when you're in that process of the grief, it was really hard to think and to 
really move through all those steps. And when things did not come forward as planned and this bank was not able to do this particular thing and you're dealing from a distance and finding the right person to contact. And we know in banks, people move around and different branches have different rules and it's not so easy. Different banks have totally different systems. My mom's bank was really strange how the security part worked. And I had been into the branch in this other town where she lived many times. And I fortunately had one person that I had connected with. But then again, it changed and she wasn't available. And so there was a lot going on. And I was very fortunate. It was really straightforward between me and my brother. And I did all the work and we got through it. It wasn't the case when my dad died. I was a teenager and my brother wasn't much older. And there was a lot of jealousy between us for a bunch of different reasons. And one of those was that we didn't have both our parents for a long period of time. So my mom and I had left when I was five, almost six. And so my brother and dad were together. Me and my mom were together. We were separated by distance, so we didn't see each other much. And then came back together, my brother, myself, and my mom after about seven years. So my dad wasn't in the picture since I was very young. And even though he was abusive, there was a part of the child that felt cheated from having that relationship, which my brother had, even though his relationship was abusive too. And it's the same with my brother and my mom. And my mom was so grateful to have him back, the way she would talk about him being there, it was all about him. And that jealousy came up for myself about why is she putting all her attention on him now? And we see this with siblings. And it is kind of a natural phenomenon if our needs are not being met. Because that's what jealousy is all about, is that desire. We want something for ourselves, but we're not trained or taught to be able to express it or to understand what's going on. And for example, I also lived with cousins for a while and I could feel that jealousy from the other kids. And there were behaviors that weren't very nice that happened and no one talked about it. So these things happen, the feelings come up, and how are we going to deal with it? How can we be honest about what's going on and actually start that dialogue and normalize it for ourselves? It happens so much with feelings when people understand other people are having those same feelings with shame, with not feeling fully worthy, with these desires, with different things it just helps place it for us and we can kind of relax into it and not feel so alone. And especially in this time when many people are feeling alone and we are having these distant relationships with people. And so I'm curious, is there some area of your life 
where jealousy is coming up for you? Is there some relation within your family? And family is a closed system that gets played out in different situations in our workplace, with our friends, different communities we're in. What are those feelings that come up for you around those different areas of your life where you feel that maybe you didn't get what you needed, you feel cheated, you feel some kind of jealousy? So I invite you today to reflect on that for yourself. And if you're a meditator, then meditate or reflect, pray, whatever that is for you. And just feel into that. What's going on? What is that need? What is the want? What is the desire that you have? What is it that you need to give to yourself? For myself, I didn't have the nurturing, the acknowledgement, many different things that I needed. I didn't learn to celebrate my successes because no one did that. They never said, wow, good job. You've gotten these awards. You had a poem that was, you got an award for, in, you know, in my grade six class or whatever it was, you know, you've done really well. None of that. So there was a jealousy that came forward when that would be expressed to others, other kids. If we lived with other families, to my brother, and I even remember being at the swimming pool with my mom and she's out playing with other kids and swimming with them. And I feel, remember that feeling of that jealousy and why isn't she playing with me? You know, we had that playful thing when I was little and it's like, why isn't she doing that with me? And I felt there was something wrong with me. And Later, I learned to recognize with her illness and everything else, she was doing what she could do in the moment. And that was my perception. And still, there was that feeling for me that I had to work through and realize that, yeah, I didn't get what I needed. And I didn't know how to express it. And so really taking care of myself and taking care of those needs. So what is that for you? So I'll leave you with that thought and wish you a beautiful day. And I will see you again soon. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed listening, please rate and recommend the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.